Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this is the Tryhards Podcast. On this episode, we recap all the fun and games from last weekend's Wasps Rugby Big Swarm. Bit of chat about the Tyrrells Premier 15s. And the free bags of crisps. Exactly. And we chat through all the action of the European Cup quarterfinals. What a weekend it has been as we sit here in our pyjamas recovering. Yeah, and I still really am recovering. Bristol game was mental. You oh, pain, wow. My friend. Yes, well, you've seen me walk up and down the yeah, stairs very, or shuffle up and down the staircase. Brilliant weekend. It's been nice to have you down, actually. It's been so nice to be here. Part what? of the family on Mothering Sunday. Yeah, I abandoned my own mother to celebrate Mother's Day with yours, which I feel very guilty about, but we had a cracking, an absolutely cracking roast beef dinner it was good to be fair we are very fortunate that there's a lovely butchers up the road from the house so yeah I thought it was brilliant work um by the chef which is not me um but you laid the table exactly exactly one of the hardest jobs red wine and a champagne flute (laughs) it's because you don't actually drink too much wine here um and the wine glasses are packed away I drink a lot of wine I actually drank quite a lot after the swarm as well on during the swarm during the swarm after the swarm because we were at the big swarm on saturday um obviously nolly played um was obviously obviously was bristol was the headline and uh, it was a really good game for the spectator it looked hard out there for you lot but it was a really good game but it was just a, a really good day all round. Um, the Claire Purdy, um, Kate Hallett and the team had put together a brunch, which, oh, that's what you were hosting. I was hosting that. We had Ellen Harve Davis as the guest on stage, former Wasps player herself, um, Wales A, and has gone on to do some really mental things post-rugby. She has rowed across the Atlantic Ocean, Indian Ocean, um, and another ocean. she sailed across the atlantic like bonkers things really bonkers stuff um and all for charity she's raised over three hundred thousand pounds wow for um like medical research charities really inspiring woman i was actually a little bit frustrated that i had to play because i wanted to sit in there and listen not to you um but to uh to (laughs) to her story but anyway um yeah it was really cool had the family up um, had my um, club sponsor there, Paul, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was really good. There was so there was lots of um, ex Wasps ladies legends yeah, there, and awesome. um, we even had Sting, who you tried to rival with your outfit. I've never seen anything like it before. Look, if you're going to do something, do it properly. So when I was asked, would who you put the tweet out about the the yellow coat? Yeah, Greeno. <laughs> I know on Twitter tweeted so I said that Butlins have red coats Pontins have blue coats Wasps got me and he said I look like one of the Heidi High characters <laughs> Heidi High that's great man. good morning campers you you would love that job I would love that job I, I was actually a red coat you know I know do you know what I do know that because you tell me that at least once a week <laughs> you are prouder of that red coat than yeah, red rose. two England caps yeah. red coat to a red rose Hell of a story. Oh, what a story. Anyway, that's, you, know, that's what you t- could call your book. Red Coats to Red Roses. I've got to write a book, have I? 
I, I could you, do a comic book. I thought that's what you were doing this morning as I've been waiting to record this podcast, scribbling away in your little jotter there. It was probably the hardest game I've played this season. Really? Yeah, it was like one of those attacking games. Anyone that plays rugby in training where like one team always has the ball yeah. and like you just defend and if you if they make a mistake or you force an error or whatever, you just have to go back like 30, 40 metres and start again with a new ball. Yeah. Basically, that's what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't quite get... But when we got the ball, we did a good job and um, all credit to, to Kim Oliver and her Bristol girls. Um, very young side and they pulled us around the field the carries 10-12 um, axis went really really well for them with with snowy and, and amber reed they looked good there didn't they yeah lucy atwood at 13 played really well um and um uh meryl Deutsch, who's the young fullback from down in the southwest exeter she's a great player and uh, yeah stepped me by the start of the game i was like oh whoops anyway it's gonna be like that um, is it yeah um so you're supposed to look after your elders um no, it's a good game, and I thought Abby Dow took her two tries yeah. really well. Um, we had Claude McDonald um, screaming down the wing from a turnover. <laughs> um, great try from her. Lizzie kicked well again this week, um, and actually, I think it was a game that it really could have gone either way in terms of uh, we were eighteen twelve for ages, and they had the ball for a long yeah. time, and because of the kickers they had on the field, I knew that we. It was one of those moments where I kept being like, we could lose this, 18-19. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good game and brilliant atmosphere down at the club. Unbelievable weather. Oh my God, what a beautiful day. Like, well done to Claire Purdy for organising the weather as well as everything else. Really <laughs> yeah, thing fan village, all sorts. mentioned is, um, I want to know what it was like having Sarah Byrne run at you at 40 <laughs> miles an hour. She used to stop it. I know, it was a bit out of order, to be honest. Um Bearing in mind, I used to coach her. Yeah. Well, only for she was dressed anyway. as Danny Zuko after the game. Though. I know. <laughs> Got a leather jacket out. Yeah, I, think they were, I think their theme was retro. Um, so, oh, right. Yeah, okay. so it wasn't... Well, I don't know. Maybe it, it was, was It was like out Danny of her current Zuko wardrobe. meets Mark Fowler. She probably won't get that because <laughs> she's so young. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to had the joy of um, tackling Burner a few times. Went for the old uh, Achilles grab. Um Sniped her down, yeah, yeah. Which got to go low. Managed, got to yeah. Go low. I think it's the only small. I mean, she's got quite a slender ankle, so it's the area to go. Um, it's the key to beauty. Yeah, good game and twenty five seventeen to us, and it was really good preparation for a couple of weeks time when we face Sarries. And do you know what? It was interesting because I, oh, I've said it already. It was interesting. Um, I was chatting to Giselle May, the your head coach, afterwards, and she said that kind of difficult game, which. There was nothing riding on it for either side because you've made the playoffs, they haven't. But that was the ideal preparation for Saracens from her perspective, that it was difficult. So Yeah, no, it was really good. And um, some very tired bodies afterwards. So Um, there's no league match this weekend because the playoffs are a fortnight away. So will Wasps play this weekend? Have they got someone coming over? Yep, so they've got Railway coming over from Ireland, which is actually Kleena um, Maloney's uh, club from Dublin. Because they're, they're in the um, playoffs for their league as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not actually there, obviously, because I'm with you in Hong Kong. Probably Hong a good thing Kong. because they are mad and um, it will be a really good team to play against um, preparation-wise, both sides. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting for Kleena to play against yeah. her team. She had an absolute stormer. Um, Malloy, unfortunately, went off with an HIA, um, which is a huge loss for us um, in that fixture. And I think one that she was really 
looking forward to um, having been at Bristol yeah. for as long as she was. Um, she said to me before the game, I said, are you excited? And she said, I love playing teams and girls I know. <laughs> I was like, tell me about it. When we play Ireland, you're mad. And she was like, I know. But anyway, Cleaner came on and played 70 minutes and made about 70 tackles. Yeah. It was literally like burner v cleaner the whole game <laughs> like they just ran at each other it was hard as possible it was like yeah. two rhinos just running at each other as hard as possible like being a long leap yeah basically yeah it was it was um interesting to watch from the back um geez there were some huge hits good weekend for the Tyrells. Oh. yep Tyrells, cool well done premier 15s um some big score lines as well big score lines and um Obviously, the uh, Quinns event went on this weekend as well, where they um, tried to get the biggest crowd for a, a women's game, uh, club game in England, and were successful and had a big yeah. day. And we caught up with Sue Anstis um, after your game, who'd been in charge of the PR for it. And she said it had kind of blown her away, the interest and, and everything like that. So um, yes. off the pitch, it was a big day for them. On the pitch, they absolutely... Mullard um, lost a heartbreak, sixty-seven nil. Yeah, not quite sure what happened. I mean, the only change I think from our game was Kelly Smith um, played eleven. I think she picked up a knock against us. I I'm surprised by that, but yeah. at the same time, I'm also not because the number of tries that um, they had from the pack, we really dominated, and the one like they've got strengths all over the park. Um, really awesome individual effort from Jess Breach in and away ball transfer a couple of steps and stuff to score um but player of the match was Vicky Cornbra um she got got over the line herself and I'm sure she absolutely romped through the team um it's where we took them on and and I know that Gloucester Hartby would be really disappointed with that finish because they're not that doesn't kind of put where they are and where they've been this year um so yeah just big shout out to Quinns for all the work they've done yeah. um, to get the game changer. They've got, had loads of... It's good for everyone as well, Yeah, no, it's it? massive. And to think that we never, we wouldn't get close to that in an international, however many years ago, yeah. that that's for a club game. It was online, I think. Um, Rachel Burford posted saying that it was over 25,000 views on the game. It's so, good. yeah, um, it was. So well done. And a lot of one-sided results through the league on the weekend. Sarries beat Waterloo 64-0. Expected, yeah. Loughborough Lightning beat Richmond 46-0 at Richmond. Yeah. yeah, although the Loughborough girls who turned up at the big swarm. Yeah, and do you know what? We actually, the past couple of weeks, we have started the podcast with the Try Hard of the Week nomination. We haven't this week for um, a specific reason that we were going <laughs> to wait till we got to um, this part of the pod and talking about the fixtures. So, uh, Loughborough were away at Richmond, which is obviously down the road from Acton, where Wasps are based. Yep. And it was really nice to see um, Skaz and Sarah Hunter. Who else? Came Justo, there? Rachel yeah. Malcolm. Um, you had uh, all the Caris Williams. Loads of girls. Joe. Came down. They, yeah. They well, their their team was yeah, there. Came down <laughs> for the swarm. Um, Should we just list off their whole yeah. team? Uh, for the for the drink up after the swarm, which was really nice to uh, oh, it's brilliant to see them. Yeah, although Scouse has been in Nors just watching rugby, I was like, let it go. Doesn't matter. Yeah, loves it. Try hard, um, but she actually doesn't get the try hard of the week nomination. Um, it is in fact England captain Sarah Hunter, who the- she wasn't nominated. She's nominated herself as a try hard, 
And yeah. Nolly, tell us why. Um, so I saw on someone's Instagram, I think it was Bryony Cleo's Instagram, that um, she did a like, guess who I'm with and a photograph of these two um, fingers with like webbing on them, like support. So, and I realised, obviously the next photograph, it was Sunza. And I said to her, oh, like, what have you done? Like, why? And she said, oh, I broke my fingers. And I was like, yeah. sorry, you've been playing with broken fingers. She said, yeah, I broke my fingers. Um, I did it. I did it catching a high ball. And I, it, and she said about the Italy game. So I was like, oh, mate, that's brutal to break two fingers in a test match. Anyway, that was the kind of end of it. And we were like giggling away. And I was like, fair play. She played the Italy game, the Scotland game, um, the Saris game and Richmond game. Oh, Jesus, like this woman's mad. Speaking to Skaz, she said, no, 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 it wasn't in the game. Basically, what happened was they decided in training before the Italy game that they wanted to practice the high balls. Sunter goes up to catch the ball, two fingers broken. Five minutes later, Abby Scott goes to go at the ball, finger broken. So they'd gone back. So Skaz said the backs had been doing just running through plays, really nice, like not a gentle session, but like, you know, pretty easy. Then turns out they were like, where's Sunter and Abby? Our two captains from the championships, and they're like, "Oh, they're in A and E because they've broken their fingers." <laughs> so she's a tryhard for playing with broken fingers, but she's a bigger tryhard for nominating herself as a tryhard. Yeah, and also, I'm going to give it to Abby Scott for wanting to be like Santa so bad. First of all, captain, <laughs> roommate, everything Santa wants to do, she wants to do as well. And she's like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Tough yeah. Northerner, put break a fing- my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be our must try harder this week? Oh, it has to be my mother, Sue. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, although I think she deserves a shout out. She's nearly 70, although she won't like me saying that. Um, she loved it at the she Swarm. She kept the pace. Yeah, she, she was awesome. She was triple parked at one point. Everyone. Well, she did the Prosecco brunch and had Prosecco yeah. from 11.30. Bearing in mind this woman isn't that much bigger than me and doesn't drink that much. Um Anyway, she was triple parked with Guinness after the game. Everyone buys sewage. Yeah, loves it. And then, and then, and then came to the chatty with us, which is like a bar with music. Can't call it a nightclub. It's. I also thought it was called the Clappers. What's <laughs> <laughs> the chatty? Okay, okay yeah. not the Clappers. Um, and yeah, must try harder, mum. Not okay to fall asleep in a nightclub. No. And she fell asleep next to Simone and. Um, this bouncer came over and like woke her up. And the only reason he allowed her to stay was because I made him laugh because I said she is nearly seventy, just having a little nap between Disco songs. Nap. Yeah. <laughs> Although there was also another member of my family flying Joe. the flag for um, attention seeking. I have never like seen bouncers reason with people like they did in that place and saying to your brother you've got to go and then your brother's saying if I put my shoes and socks back on <laughs> can I stay who takes their shoes and socks off in a grubby bar yeah and the thing is it's awful because you properly stick to the floor in there I don't know And he, was... but he also went to the toilet he went to the toilet with bare feet absolutely in a men's loo as well awful um, I'd obviously gone home at 10 o'clock to but bed my, not drinking going back to my mum she has been on great form so last week talked about um Sasha Aitchison who huge shout out well today done, finishes um she is an ultimate tryhard actually absolute legend raised over three grand so everyone thank awesome. you for supporting her but you still can I'm going to tweet another link yeah um with that 
but yeah so when I went to walk um with Sasha my mum dropped me off and so she took all these photos and was like literally loving it and I told my mum on the way over there that Sasha was a vegan I can't remember why it came up she then she was so happy with herself when she picked us up she was like I was like oh mum quite hungry like need to need to have a bite to eat she went don't worry girls I found a vegan cafe and I was like, oh, have you? She went, yeah. And there was these two massive oranges in the car. And she was like, I've got these for you, though, just as a snack. We were like, oh, thanks, Mum. She was like, yeah. I went into the butchers and um, asked if they had any vegan food. I was like, <laughs> bearing in mind, my mum is a vet. I was like, Mum, you went into a butcher's and you were disappointed that they didn't have any vegan food. She's like, well, there was like fruit. and I mean, I, I just. But she said, but they did tell me about the vegan cafe. So actually, Sue had the last laugh. Mm. I'm looking forward to partying with Sue in, in Hong Kong this week. I'm not quite sure whether I am. To know what, well, after seeing you at the Swarm and knowing my mother How's well. How's my best behaviour? I don't know what you are talking about. Um, my favourite moment of the day is when I went over to speak to you, having been separated for um, an hour or so because you'd gone home to take the bags back um, and you were just about to put a slice of pizza in your mouth and you said to me, if anyone stops me eating a slice of pizza, I'm going to punch them in the face. <laughs> Which I was really hangry. I experience your hanger every day that I see you. It was, <laughs> it was new, new levels. I know, but what a pizza. It's Ollie Poor's company. Oh, really? And she played for England. I think she was just a literal girl. I don't, I don't know if she played for any other teams. I, I can't, I'm sure she can tell us. Um, but yeah, I reckon, it's basically, I recognised her husband and I was like, I didn't want to say anything. So I was like, because Ollie wasn't there. You have to discount, is that what? No, I was like, where do I know him from? And then, um, and then Ollie put, turned up and I was like, oh, Did it's Sai. No, I didn't. But I, I didn't want it. But what an awesome, what an awesome. I didn't need discount when it was six pounds for um, ha, like a handmade, pizza. homemade pizza. Was Unbelievable. Nice. Yeah, well, I only had two slices because everyone was like, oh, let's have a bite. Let's oh, have I didn't one. have any. We've gone really around the houses with our Tyrells <laughs> breakdown this week. Uh, last game though, Worcester DMP. Worcester waited all season for wins and then like buses they've strung two together indeed yeah Lydia Thompson did the funniest post-match interview and she looked like she'd been dragged through a bush and her hair fake like a fake like she is world class right I don't know many better finishers than her I mean you see Portia in the sevens but Lydia in the fifties just finds space and creates it god knows anyway she literally has no care in the world for her face. I mean, you can tell a little bit by how many times she's broke her nose. She had, like, scrapes and bangs all over it, hair everywhere. Um, but awesome, really good work for them and shows that actually with a couple of extra players um, pushed into that team, um, they've done well. And I'm sure DMP will be frustrated with that because um, 26-20, I didn't see the game, but um sounds like it was a good one. Yeah. Um, last thing on the uh, Premier 15s, I may have said the sponsor's name incorrectly on every podcast we've done so far, but I have to say, what a sponsor when someone walks around a clubhouse afterwards giving out free packets of crisps. <laughs> Absolute scenes. Those sweet chilli ones. Your brother Joe ate about six bags of <laughs> Went straight to his feet. Oh, yeah, he's like a racing snake, my brother. So, uh, yeah, well done to the... Tyrrell's Premier 15 sponsorship for keeping us supplied with crisps. In fact, I'd just like to say on my last note, 
I haven't actually given a shout out to a couple of players that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Mattinson, scrum half. Um, I think she's the only person smaller than me, so I picked her up for a photograph yeah. after the game. Good photo. Um, really awesome to see her. And another person that's returned from injury, surgery on her neck and her back, um, Abby Parsons. Yeah. Started a loose head, had the biggest egg on her head after the oh, game. She'd already got like um, black, um, black eyes from the week before um, on her return. And I just, yeah, big shout out to her. Unbelievable um, girl. Great. Um, great family um andrew and yeah, sheila Dad were there. there yeah and uh, and i'm um really lovely and she's welsh very welsh very welsh. welsh yeah um not just a bit welsh no very she is, welsh. loves it and yeah just a little shout out from from me to when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To them. European rugby. There were some crackers this weekend. Absolute Bobby Dazzlers of matches. Uh, two Scottish sides in the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup, Heineken Cup, for the first time ever. Um, but if we start off with Edinburgh at home at Murrayfield, uh, they welcome Munster. I tweeted after the match, Munster in Europe, never say die. And a few people replied with Munster in Europe never getting a decision against them and, and things like that. So um, they were obviously victorious in their match, um, but it was a very tight game and interesting afterwards to um, hear Sam Walkerton talking about Edinburgh's perhaps naivety at that level and how they didn't build a score and how they um, spurned kickable penalties and how that could have been the difference. Yeah, I think it was three penalties they kicked for line rather than taking the points. And he's right because you know he said, you know, if I was captain, I'd be taking those in the first 15 minutes. And it's not necessarily about building the score for me. It's also about the influence that that has on the opposition. So if they make a mistake and or they intentionally do something because they're pushing pushing the limit, whether it be offside at the break zone, whatever, and you get punished three points, that annoys your teammates. Um, and it slightly changes your mindset as a team, especially if it's, Three points, six points, nine points. We saw it last week with Gloucester Hartbury when we were playing them and Lizzie was just, you know, nudging them over. Um, so, yeah, interesting decisions. And, again, is that coming from coaches beforehand or leadership in terms of they felt that they've got the ascendancy in the game and they want to 
take more than three. Yeah. Um, but a bit of a strange, strange one. Um, really silly play for the the penalty. I know there's been lots of chat um, about it, um, but there was no need for Schumann to do what he did. No. Um, I mean, there was a bit of a footballesque dive from um, from Burn. Yeah. yeah. And you saw from him, like he's he's obviously he was at Scarlets for a few years and really classy player, classy guy. Um, just surprised to see that, and like I know, it, it, you know, it's really easy for us to put rugby on a pedestal compared to other sports, but you do hope that kind of thing isn't going to start creeping in because mm. it, I yeah. Flats tweeted, I saw Flats's tweet where he said Stockdale's apologised for dropping the ball over the line. Where's Tigburn's apology for diving? <laughs> and it's punchy, but I like it. It's fair. Yeah. But, you know, he got away with it. And on the back of that, it didn't just cost them um, the opportunity to get three or get into the corner themselves. It cost them seven points. Um, but Earls, what a finish. Yeah. Unbelievable. For any international winger or any aspiring international winger, um, Maybe Stockdale can have a watch. Um, <laughs> but the way, the way that Earls transfers the ball originally, uh, initially into um, his right hand and then he puts it back into two to ground it mid-dive. Unbelievable skills. Um, he also takes that quick tap right at the start yeah. for their first try. Possibly underrated player. I actually was a bit... I was on the... He's not that good in the Six Nations. He's okay, but he's there. But that just shows his class his ability to take the opportunities um and to score the points when it matters and to ramp up the intensity yeah he got a really funny animal in a Munster ship but then I think that's the case with a lot of Munster players it's ownership of of the Munster shirt and being a custodian of a Munster shirt for those players and obviously they've there's a, a sprinkling in of South African talent and stuff within that side um Kiwi in the form of Blayendale um, but, and obviously, Joey Carberry's not a Munster man. He's a Leinster man who I saw a tweet the other day. It said, we sent him on a mission to destroy them. <laughs> and he's doing quite the opposite. <laughs> um, but I I do think they split opinion. There will be people who hate Munster, but I love them and I love what they yeah, are. Yeah, but it's a, it's a kind of... Um... <laughs> maybe like the english welsh quite a lot of people it's the it's, it's the cultural thing yeah, it's a cultural culture thing and, and actually working um so returning to thomond park for the first time since my first cap to work with channel 4 um at the um game again with munster exeter oh my god that place i mean you could hardly it's hear amazing. yourself um when we were commentating i mean it was incredible atmosphere and as a player, you take ownership of that support. Yeah. You you really feel it, and and when people say about the the sixteenth man and having home advantage, they really do yeah. get that, and and that will be the case wherever they go, wherever they travel, because they really do feel. I'm sure that they have the most loyal supporters. They're, the club runs so much deeper than just the people on the it field. It is. And you know what's really interesting with them? I think the measure of the loyalty of their supporters is how badly they take losses. And that probably sounds a bit weird, but I think about <laughs> the season where they didn't make the European knockout. So what was that three years ago? And it was horrendous. It was a really difficult place to be for the players. It was You'd go down there and work and it just 
they were struggling to get people through the gates because fans were so disenchanted with it and it is because they care so much and I always think about when they lost to Ulster in 2012 in the quarterfinal and you you literally know every <laughs> single game in the history of any team I love the European Cup I love I love the Heineken Is that why Cup. you've got a European Cup poster on your wall at home <laughs> tell you what we do at my mum and dad's house so the back bedroom is full of sports memorabilia and the old sky sports sunday night european rugby special set had a giant fiberglass cutout of the heineken cup trophy and i nicked it when oh they my changed god the are you joking yes yeah, on the wall in my parents spare room it's huge as well it's bigger than my gavin henson picture <laughs> oh wow are you trying to put yourself up for tryhard of the week? Oh, your whole family. Oh, the tryhards. If my mum could get rid of that, she would. I can tell that like, she walks in there and just scowls at it. Like, why do we have this in our home? I'm such a tryhard. On when it. <laughs> so, when the Heineken Cup final was on, and I'd be working on it for Sky Sports, or you know, when I worked on knockout stages when I was at Cardiff Blues, and they reached the semis in 2009. I had, there were spare ribbons from the trophy that I used to wear in my hair. Oh my green. God, don't, don't, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. With my hair. Are you joking? No, I was like so Why are you stroking your hair? You're so weird. What, what on earth? I just. Have you still got them? Yeah, I have. I just oh like God. to buy into. You are the In fact, biggest. I think one of them is in my. Would you get the tattoo? Frame. Of the trophy. Shall I get it this week in Hong Kong? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right, let's move on. Let's Next move game. On. Next game. Saris v Glasgow. 56 25. Trifest down Tri-fest at Allianz. At Allianz. No Owen Farrell. A big congratulations to them. I assume the baby's arrived by now. I haven't seen any confirmation of uh, what it is. What and flavor. you are addicted to social media, so I'm sure you would have yeah, got and that. babies. So, yeah. pink or blue. Um, Either way, huge congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Um, to Owen and Georgie. But what team? And like, I think um, Sam Warburton alluded to it in the highlight show. Like, what team can lose Owen Farrell but yet gain? Well, Good went to ten. Liam Williams went to fullback um, from the wing, and then oh, just casually brings David Stressel on off the bench. That's the thing that's really impressive. Score two isn't tries it? from your perspective <laughs> as um, an international fullback. It wasn't like they slopped. They slopped. They slotted a new ten in. They completely reshuffled the backline. But they, but that team has played together before. And if you look at how Saris play throughout the year, because it's very, very intelligent in terms of um, with McCall how he um, rotates players and allows players time off. And I think we've mentioned it before. But my concern is that when you add Elliot Daly to the mix. Where there's probably an overshuffle there in terms of how many people they've got in positions that could play really well and I then the consistency it. i i my assumption is is alex good going to go because you've got three quality fullbacks then when daly's there we've also got um max mainen yeah there as a young he, i think he's contracted for one more year um and I don't, is it? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play it. But the one thing that they, that they do do is allow by having that um, that 
depth of talent if it's managed well then players don't mind and he clearly does that because they're all so passionate about the club they play so well um and they don't they clearly don't throw their toys out of the pram about selection i'm sure they're disappointed but they they roll with it maybe good to mention now about how brad barrett picked up that awful ankle well looked like ankle injury rolled it right out i mean it it literally did a 360, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the influence that he has, so as much as they've got shuffling around, they also have pillars in their team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jamie George is one of them, man of the match. Um, one yeah. of the stats, 31 out of 31 lineouts, And he... The past two matches, yeah. I mean, he was like... He was he stepped in as Owen Farrell. He was on the wing last week. He's on the, he was... But you know what? It's interesting. I was talking um, to Berner after the match on Saturday. And talking about her playing in the loose and how she's getting all the headlines for being an absolute mentalist around the park. But for her, the priority is... Stepping fullbacks. Stepping fullbacks. Didn't get around me, though. She would never would. She never would, old girl. Um, The priority is, obviously, everything right at set piece. Scrummaging well, you know, line outs, everything. And doing her job in the front row properly. And all the other stuff is the nice stuff. And... It, that's where Jamie George is at. I just think that they're they're brilliant, and I really liked. And I this tactic is good. Um, so, and oh, I'm talking about good. Good, um, yeah. Penalty advantage for Liam Williams's try. We always see a penalty advantage, either like well, not always because obviously it didn't happen at the weekend, <laughs> but um, like push the ball through because right on the try line, normally everyone's in the line, so then it's just a foot race through. Um, or you see a cross field, so to the wingers. He puts it up, and there was a club game, and I can't remember which one, um, Owen Farrell did it, where he put it up, and it basically comes down between the posts, which is ridiculously hard to defend. And as the team coming forward, you've got the advantage, I would say, because you can sit, you can read the tracking of the ball, whereas if you're, backtrack, if you're defending and you're backpedaling yeah. and then you've got to work out where the post protectors are behind if it's going to land on the yeah all sorts of things um really well taken by Liam Williams but I love that to the Aviva Stadium to Dublin four stars on their chest Leinster welcome Ulster one star uh, rerun of the 2012 Heineken Cup <laughs> final great day the headline of that game Jacob Stockdale yeah not great um Props to and, Dave Carney for getting there, though. Yeah. Big up Dave Carney. Um, to be honest, I actually... I think it's a it's a very, very hard lesson. What I really liked um, was Sam Warburton was sat in interview and he said that we all have horrible moments. Yeah. And in the interview, he alluded to his tackle in the World Cup semi-final um, where he got red-carded. And like, had to, to I'm him. still not over it, but um, Yeah, but... You know, it's true. There are moments in people's careers that are awful that you don't want to remember, but they do teach you a lesson. And he's, you know, he's a world-class finisher um, and he got it wrong. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll be the first to, like, to, to take all of the banter from his team. He'll have to just get his head down. Yeah. Um, in terms of moving forward, he needs to probably just have a little look at how Earl's finished. Um, in his match for me oh my god so playing at Murrayfield uh, unbelievable occasion uh, 
ran a brilliant line, bust through the centres, stepped the full back, went, oh, I'll have a little sliding because I don't want to drop the ball, like put it down one-handed. Um, but it was really claggy and my knee hit the floor and I, and I dropped the ball over the, like not even over the line. It was like in the goal area. No one was close to me. And all I remember was the referee, like literally slow motion looking back. And the Scottish girl was like, she dropped the ball. And I was like, oh God, I wanted the oh, the ground to swallow me up. So yeah, I learned not to slide like that um, in, a, in a match. Do you think that's what it'll be now for him? It'll, he will look at how he's finishing because there was a really random quote doing the rounds from um caroline who had coached the under 20s and how there'd been heart-stopping moments when stockdale was playing for them in the way that he finished and he was really upright and all this kind of thing or is it something you know do you do you need to work on your finishing or are we looking into it a bit too much it's just an unlucky one of those things that happens yeah, I mean, it's a skill to put the ball down with one hand, to be fair. Um, and too many players do it, I think. Um, you got to... Uh, well, seeing on um, social media, it's really good that um see some epic diving tries. Yeah. And the England Sevens boys, uh, a few months back, had the crash mats out and they were catching a ball and putting it down, like diving over the line, putting it in, keeping their feet out. So, yeah, I think it's something that any player can practice. Um, the problem is, is you've got to do it safely and you don't want to yeah. just end your body because yeah. you do put your body on the line when you dive like they do. Um, you know, so like, I, I, I don't think it needs to be dragged out. I think it, it is what it is. It was a moment where could it have changed the game? 100%. It was 11.13 to... Um, to Ulster and wow 20 points to 11 you you know you're pulling away there um I just want to little give a little shout out actually to um Conan playing eight he uh did an awesome pick through the middle ran got his sh- but one of the tacklers caught his shorts and in the time of his line break and taking exception the tackle managed to pull his shorts back up again it's really funny. So he was running one-handed, pulling his that shorts back up. Took the like, took the tackle and offloaded to Adam Byrne, who um, hit the ball at awesome pace. Great he timing. He is quick. And uh, yeah, try time. So yeah, little shout out to Conan there, making sure his um, decency was covered. One of the um, other, um, I guess, headlines from the the match from a Leinster and Irish perspective is. Um, Dan Levy got injured and it looked pretty bad. Um, it looks like a broken leg, so that won't be good news. And Rory Best was in a boot. hanging around in a boot and on crutches as well, so worrying signs Yeah, there. but quite often players get put in boots because it's the easiest way to offload yeah. without going um, on crutches. Crutches are pain because it put, like... One, one, it's hard work and it's knackering holding yeah. your body weight. Um, but two, they look really dramatic in those boots. It's like different braces. Yeah. But all it is is to just stop any um, any movement if there is any ligament damage or, what, or whatever, like lots of different reasons. The final game of the weekend, Rassing to lose at the U Arena, which steals the headlines. Oh my God. Match now. It, it, was, I, it was like... It was like WWF, the way they were running out with the smoke. Yeah. It's like, tonight, Michael, we have got... We are going to be <laughs> knocked out of the European Cup. And the one thing... There. Have you? Yeah, I went in January. I went over when I interviewed... What's it like? I don't like it. I went over to interview Basta um, when Toulon played Racing. And because I wanted to interview Christmas Zoe, it was ideal fixture to do it because both teams in Paris. And it is a circus. And I get that, you know, we're trying to replicate nfl and um, you compared it to the atp yesterday 
Yeah. Um, and it's the bells and whistles. But for me, I'm not like, I'm not an old fashioned rugby purist by any stretch yeah, of imagination. Are. You're um, an absolute through and through rugby nose. I am. Do you know what? During the Six Nations, I'm starting to say that. Gareth you put, I can't believe you put the ribbons from the Heidegger Cup in your hair. I mean, I'm. Do you know what? I'm going to do that for in a couple of weeks um, for, for you, just for you. Um, if I make the Tyrrells final. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, oh, it's intercepts, red card, yellow cards. It was a super game. Unbelievable game. Oh my God. Um, the players' bodies today. Oh, wow. They must be so sore. It was so fast and furious. It was unbelievable. I wanted to lose to win. I'm really sorry to... um, I've got friends... To lose to win. To lose to win. (laughs) (laughs) To me, to you. Um, I wanted them to win pre-match because they are the traditional giants. I know that Leinster also have four stars in their jersey now, but to lose were the first to do it. Why are you going on with about the stars? So every time you win... Yeah, I I know that. Four stars. Okay, cool. So to lose were the only ones out there on their own. Leinster now match them. Um, So we've got the most decorated teams in that competition still in it. In In it to win it. Since Munster, Toulouse and Leinster. So no, they they are the four most decorated sides. Thanks for showing me four fingers just in case I didn't understand the numbers. Wasps have won it twice, haven't they? Mm. Anyway, moving on. Um, Ruined your point. But... As soon as Zach Holmes got sent off, straight red, you're then barracking for the underdog. <laughs> it's such a British yeah, thing. You're like, no, I want to lose to win now. It, it was ridiculous, though, because... So they had the red card. Which I was found, a red for you? Yeah, it was. It, it was an argument I watching it with, you and your brothers, which oh, was God, even yeah. more entertaining than the match, actually. But. Yeah, so Sam, my brother, who 100% should have gone into refereeing, He's um, a massive nose, isn't he? Yeah, you two sat next to each other at the dinner table, giggling away, scoffing roast potatoes. What do you think holds Sam back from refereeing? Is it his it's because It's because... It's because... It's because... What? It's fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Carry a bag full of custard. And also... Oh, don't that, be mean. That is a Sam line. That's Even Koi is barking at you. Barking. Um, I think it's actually because my dad suggested it. so sam's like can't do it because if dad said it no um so you always look uh when it's cards and stuff like that or collisions you look at the initial contact and to be fair to sam the forearm of um the the player does hit the arm before the shoulder to the throat now the initial hit the initial strong contact why are you clicking because koi is in my suitcase (laughs) a very aggressive click Sorry. that's quite impressive i think it's red i think you can't hit someone in with that velocity yeah. in the throat um but the the interesting thing there we go interesting interesting thing which actually is interesting unlike most of your points um Nothing. was the um the rotation of players and who they changed yeah so dupont went to 10 um and they took off a flanker which in a game where you think is going to be a lot of speed, a lot of um, a lot of big collisions, you want your back rowers there. They decided actually backline v backline. They needed the threat, and then yeah. the two yellows played into their hands yeah. because it was a fourteen and eleven. So they'd gone for a numeric like to match with their um, with their backline. Obviously, the forwards then have to pick up the pieces. Backs need to make sure they go into the breakdowns to look after the ball. 
Um, so brilliant call there. And Dupont, his first try um, in terms of his trail line offloads, brilliant um step in he, he took second try um busted his way through like I just yeah he's classy and that type of field that type of game is made for a player like him we also probably saw the try of the tournament in that game did we the toes and offload yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah, quite good <laughs> I don't know there's oh, been some mint. good ones mint. yeah no it was and debut uh, debut De- debut 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 mate debut like the audacity to do something like that on on off like an offload not even looking there's a photograph and it is epic that is going to be full size on his wall yeah. going back to Racing never really got into it um nice intercept try um again from Finn Russell but they just there was just an energy about Toulouse, which I think was summed up. There was a kick through, and I'm, I'm not quite sure who did it, um, but the kick chase um, from Coben and um, Dupont, and they hit number 17. Oh, what's his name? Eddie Benarus. Yeah, hit him, um, I think, off the field. Like these two little, it was like these tiniest bouncers <laughs> removing the biggest man <laughs> from the nightclub. Um, just a incredible energy about them and I know they're little pocket rockets but Richie Gray making two, 22 tackles um, he looked like he was going to cry off in the yeah, he in, really he was so tired so he? Nora um, Balchevite who plays um, in the second row for Wasps huge shift from her at the weekend was pretty much in tears after the game she was so tired really? and she, she texted me um, today and was like yesterday my shoulders went to a whole new level of pain oh. and it, I, I, I think Richie Gray was in the same place yeah. sure the Scottish boys um, describe them as the ultimate social experiment because um, Richie Gray went to private school and Johnny Gray went to state school. <laughs> my parents did the same. Oh, really? Yeah, my sister went to private school, I went to state school. You can't tell. <laughs> you turned out all right, though, didn't you, Laura yeah, Jane? just about. Hosted the, hosted the event hosted on the, the event. weekend. Where did you go to school? Um, I went to Minehead... Which leads us on. Wait, oh. <laughs> oh, didn't even know that you were setting me up there. Uh, Minehead RFC won a quilter competition this it's season. It's not Minehead RFC, actually. Minehead Barbarians yes, thank won you. a quilter competition. Yeah, Quilter Kids First, um, and they won it for the investment and what they're doing for the women's game. So I was the only girl there, and then the work that they are doing, and like the application that they put in in terms of what they're doing was phenomenal, and... There's nearly 100 women and girls there. Wow. They play um, this thing called Fancy Touch. And it was really cool. So we were at Penny Hill Park. Um, we had Ben Moon, local lad down in Devon. Um, Henry Slade. I think he's Cornwall. He? Southwest yeah. boy anyway. And Joe Launchbury, who was also born in, I want to say Plymouth, maybe. Was he? Anyway, I think so. maybe that's that's probably a complete lie, but um, maybe. Anyway. Um, he was from like Norfolk. They got stuck in and playing fancy touch and were wearing silly wigs and silly things. And it was about just um, just getting more people involved in the game. And, and, and Dion Jones, who um, looks after the club, who's my best mate, and she's doing awesome stuff alongside all of the people down there. Obviously, it's fully voluntary, apart from D. Um, and... Yeah, it was really good fun, actually. It was a really good laugh. And it was just really nice that such a small club. Um, I, I think that they were taken to Penny Hill because the film crew didn't want to go all the way down to Minehead. <laughs> it's an absolute track. It is, but it's worth it when you're there. We're off to Hong Kong. Yeah, we need to go and pack. I need to like get packed. So on that note, 
we will have so much content from Hong Kong next week. Um, Nolly is at her absolute best as a Laureus ambassador whilst we're there and I'm really excited and to, world rugby as well and world rugby and I'm really excited to um, get along to some of the events that Nolly's going to be speaking at uh, with some absolutely huge names of sport yep watch this space watch this space so we're going to bring you content through the week follow us on our social media channels we are tryhards pod on Instagram and tryhards podcast on Twitter or the other way around either way you'll find us we're there <laughs> Um, and follow along for all the fun. Ciao for now. Bye.